0: Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast, where you'll find out all the latest news, events, results and backstory of all things triathlon. You'll also hear from the incredible people who bring triathlon in the heart of the nation's capital to life. And now your hosts, all the way from Canberra, Australia, Craig Johns and Emily Stacey.
1: Hi, I'm Craig Johns, executive director of Triathlon ACT, and we're here with episode eight of the Triathlon ACT podcast. It's been a phenomenal past fortnight with some incredible results over there in the ITU World Triathlon Champs and also in the Ironman 70.3 World Champs in Nice in France. Before we get there, we've got the Duathlon Champs coming up in just under five days time. Out at Stromlo Forest Park. Registration's closed today so make sure you get in there that September 10th and registrations get online get sorted for that straight away. Let's rock into the show because it's a real special treat today it is the World Champs special and what we're going to do is we rather than having our normal segments we're going to have some fantastic interviews with the athletes that scored on the podium at the itu world triathlon champs in Lausanne. we also get a chance to talk with their coaches so check out what's coming up before we dive into there we're going to go to on your marks and we're going to talk to uh, sorry we're just going to run through a few results from the past couple of weeks on your marks we had the australian duathlon champs and aquathon champs as well. We had one medalist there from ACT and that was David Bausman from the Bilbies Triathlon Club. He picked up first in the 65 to 69 for both the duathlon and the aquathlon. Congratulations, David. We then move over to Lausanne, Switzerland where we had the ITU World Triathlon Championships. Highly successful event for Canberra athletes where we picked up four medals. Phenomenal performance and some outstanding achievements by a number of people. So let's rock through our incredible results from that event. In the 25 to 29 sprint distance event, Anne Harrod Llewellyn was competing for New Zealand. She is a triathlon ACT Australia member from, tri, uh, so from T3C. She was first in the 25 to 29. Fantastic performance. Joe Whittier, JT Multisport, was 19th in the 50-54 sprint. Trevor Matthews from JT Multisport, 102nd in the 50-54. Rob Moore, JT Multisport, 98th in the 45-49. Johan Colin, JT Multisport, 4th in the 20-24. Geraldine Kuzak, Females in Training, 61st in the 55-59. Sue Donahue from Bilby's Club 69th in the 55 to 59 age group. Thomas Pierce Bilby's 116th in the 55 to 59. Greg Terrell Cruz Swimming Club 70th 55 to 59. Petra from both Transcend Multisport and Bilbies was 51st in the 60 to 64. Peter McCarthy Bilby's 46th in the 65 to 69. And Lachlan Lewis, Bilby's eighth in the 80 to 84 category. We now move on to the standard distance, which took place the following day. This is where we stepped up our game. Canberra with some phenomenal achievements here to go with Ann Harrod, Llewellyn's first in that sprint distance, 25 to 29. Tracy Clinch, 15 months after starting triathlon, finished first in the 30 to 34 age group from JT Multisport. Her achievement was good enough for second overall female and the fastest run of all female age groupers there at that world champs. In the 20 to 24 age group, Grace Hoytink, JT Multisport, silver medal, awesome performance. Alan Guini, 20 to 24, JT Multisport, finished fourth. She was in podium contention with Grace for a while and picked up a creditable fourth placing. Johan Colin, 20 to 24, JT Multisport, after finishing fourth in the sprint the day before, he picked up a bronze medal in the standard distance event phenomenal to back up st- that next day John Cartwright 55 to 59 JT Multisport, 147th he had a big crash he managed to run the bike he's got a broken collarbone I believe and still finished the event Oh, that take my hat off to John for a phenomenal race there Amanda power 55 to 59 females in training triumph on ACT board member 67th David Rudgeley, 55 to 59, Bilby's, 112th. Robin McClelland, 65 to 69, females in training, 22nd. Lachlan Lewis, 80 to 84, Bilby's, unfortunately didn't finish after his eighth place in the sprint the day before. In the para try, we had some great achievements, not quite where Emily would like it, but she ended up with a sixth place in the PTWC uh, with from T3C. And Clint Pickin, PTS4 from T3C, finished ninth with a great, he, he learned a lot of things in that race and had a you know pretty solid performance. This, pre, this past weekend, we had five athletes at the Ironman 70.3 World Champs in Nice. In first place in the 30-34 from JT Sport backing up after her ITU World Triathlon Champs gold medal the previous weekend, Tracy Clinch. Amazing. Two gold medals in seven days, two different events, 15 months after starting the sport. In fifth place in the 25 to 29 from PTC was Monique D'Abru. She was running through the field. Great performance as well. Alan Gwini was 13th in the 18 to 24 age group from JT Multisport. She is also backed up from the world champs where she got a fourth place in the standard distance. Jesse Hansen PTC is 57th in the 18 to 24 category and Tim Burns 338th in the 50 to 54 age group from Fortitude Performance Coaching. Now we had a number of athletes competing in the Sunshine Coast 70.3 event on the weekend. We'll touch base with their results in episode nine. And also we had a couple of athletes racing around the world which we will take into that episode as well. Now it's time to get into our world champs special segments where we're going to have interviews from Tracy Clinch and Harold Llewellyn Grace Hoytink, Johan Colin, James Thorpe and Megan Hall. It's an exciting episode It is around about an hour, but each segment is Very very different it gives a great approach to racing on the other side of the world and you can feel the delight of Picking up some fantastic results and medals standing on that podium. We're in green and gold for Australia, and representing Canberra. Here we go. I'm here with Anne-Harrod Llewellyn from Tri3 Coaching, and she has just won the 25 to 29 age group at the ITU World Triathlon Champs in Lausanne, Switzerland. Hi, Anne-Harrod. What an amazing achievement.
2: Hi, Craig. Thanks so much.
1: Well, wow, what a day. You know, you're over there in Lausanne, Switzerland, one of the most beautiful places in the world, and you're tackling probably the most challenging course. Tell us about what it was like to be standing there on the start line.
2: Yeah, it was pretty surreal being over here. Um, such a beautiful place. Um, I was lucky enough that I'd raced at uh, the Gold Coast last year in Rotterdam in 2017, so I kind of knew what I was in for in terms of nerves and getting ready for the race. Um, I think it's, it's no different to any other race you do, except that it's got, you know, the title of world champs and everyone's just really hyped up and excited and raring to go. Um, so they had the race um, on Lac lehman which is the main lake that Lausanne and Geneva are all centred around. Um, and it's, yeah, really, really beautiful, crystal clear water and you've got the mountains behind you. So, yeah, it was a really nice place to have a race.
1: Yeah, I remember racing there in 1998 um, at World Champs. And I remember that cycle course being extremely challenging. with the cobblestones? Like, what was it like each lap?
2: Um, we were pretty lucky that we didn't um, have any cobblestones on this course this time, but um, it was very challenging. Um, I think that that's something I've learned, that the Europeans love a challenging bike. Uh, and so the course had two really steep hills that you had to climb. So they were about, um, I think, maybe 700 metres or so and about 7% gradient. Um, So we had to go up the hills, then straight back down and then up another hill and then down again and then it sort of flattened off. So you did that uh, twice, three for the sprint distance. Um, So, yeah, it definitely zapped your legs uh, for the run. And then the run course was um, along the waterfront but also had some hills in it as well. So you went up into some of the gardens. Um, So, yeah, it was quite a challenging course, but um, a very honest course as well. And the swim over here was a non-wetsuit. So, yeah, it definitely threw out its fair um, share of challenges, but um, it was great to come over and race on a course like this.
1: Now, Europeans are normally an exciting have an exciting crowd and they're all pumped up and they're cheering loudly what was it like from an atmosphere point of view there in Lausanne?
2: Uh, Yeah it was really great there was lots of um support on the course um I think as well because it was such a challenging course people strategically put themselves on the climb so that was really good just to give you a little bit of extra push getting up and over those hills. Um, and then, so the Kiwi team over here, it's been quite a small team this year. Um, I think just being so far from home to get here. But um, yeah, there was heaps of uh, support out on the course from all the Kiwis. Um, they're very easy to pick. And um, yeah, it was r- really, really great.
1: Now, you probably had a big advantage because you would have had Australians cheering from you, Kiwis cheering for you and possibly some of your teammates, because you've been over there in Europe training for the last couple of months, um, getting used to the environment and, and meeting lots of new people. You know, was that really evident out there on the course?
2: Um, yeah, definitely. So I think I was lucky in that in that regard that I did know quite a few of the Aussies that were out there racing. Um, and then you even get cheers from others that are on the course when you are as well. Um, So that was really great. Uh, I think having been over here for, yeah, as you said, two months or so leading into the race definitely helped. Um, I didn't have to juggle um, racing with jet lag and acclimatizing to the weather. Um, And I just found that the training that I'd done uh, in Girona in Spain was really suitable for the course here. So I think that was really good as well.
1: Now, obviously last year you had a great performance. Uh, you got on the podium last year, but this year you got to stand on the podium. Um, did they play the New Zealand National Anthem?
2: Um, they didn't play the anthem, just I think because they were, there were so many um, age groups that they were doing. So they had the boys and girls up on the podium at the same time. Um, but yeah, they definitely had uh, the flags of each country Um People would take those up on the podium. Uh, They had it at the closing ceremony as well. So there was a bit of kind of hype around that as well. So last year, the ceremony for the sprint was just in the afternoon. Um, And I think this year, there was definitely a lot more um, support and people out there cheering on all the athletes as well. So that was really great.
1: Now, it must have been pretty special to have former triathlon ACT Athlete Services Manager Mel Saltil as your team manager for New Zealand. Um, She was feeding me back information all the time. So, you know, that must have been pretty great to have her there.
2: Yeah, that was really special to have Mel on the team. Um, You know, it was such a a sad loss to see her go to New Zealand. So when I found out that she was our um, age group manager, I was really, really excited. And um, yeah, we've had a really great week here catching up and it's been great to have her support and she's yeah she's done an outstanding job um you know she she had played so many roles um being such a small team she was the AG medical uh person she was our bike mechanic she was our age group manager she took all the photos and um yeah she spent a lot of time out on course cheering everyone on so yeah it was really great
1: Now, getting that chance to be in Switzerland, uh, the Olympic Museum is not too far away. What was the highlight from a tourist point of view being in Lausanne?
2: Well, I'm a really outdoorsy person, so I just liked being out on the lake itself. Um, It's such a beautiful spot, seeing all the mountains as well. Um, And then, yeah, you do have that vibe that it is the Olympic uh, capital. Um, there's quite like, there's the museum, um, the Olympic rings, there's an Olympic clock here that's counting down the days until Tokyo 2020. Um, so I think that was quite special as well, um, to have that here. And, uh, yeah, it's been great just looking around the area. It's such a beautiful spot. Um, yeah.
1: And, and the Kiwis are notorious for ensuring they leave their mark. Now, was there a big Haka for those that, um, that won medals and, and obviously you had the, the junior under 23 mixed team relay win the world title as well.
2: Um, yeah, so, um, they didn't have a harker at the closing ceremony. Um, I think that the opening ceremony, they did, unfortunately I wasn't able to attend that. Um, but yeah, so they, they, I think they had the harker at the opening ceremony, um, but then, yeah, to close out the week, I think it was just awesome to see uh, the elites in that mixed team relay come away with the win. Um, yeah, as I said, it's not a very uh, big team over here, but, yeah, they definitely showed that um, Kiwi's a small but mighty team, I guess. Um, and, yeah, I think that'll give um, them a really good boost leading into Tokyo next year.
1: Now, triathlon may be an individual sport, but it takes a team approach to achieve something like a gold medal and and you had the support and guidance of Megan Hall for the last couple of years. The build up obviously just worked perfectly for you and you timed everything right so you could deliver on the day. You know, w- what is your support team made up of and and who are they?
2: Um, yeah, that's a good question. My support team's quite large. Um, Yeah, I think most athletes, there's there's always a big team of people around them. So um, I was lucky enough that I had my mum and dad here. Um, They came over just for this week um, in Switzerland to support me. Um, As you said, I've got my coach, Megan Hall, um, and then all the other squad members from um, T3C. And then there's the likes of the people that you wouldn't necessarily see on a daily basis, but definitely help you with your preparation. So... um, Christine and Graham Sproul from Sports Care Physiotherapy. They've been really great in just keeping me injury-free. I also have a sports psych, Chris Dunn, that I work with, who's also really, really great um, in the ACT as well. Um, And then you've got, you know, people like your bike mechanics. So um, Michael Bryce um, out at Giant Canberra and um, my ride in Woden. He's been really great making sure that, you know, my bike's, Service really well um and then there's all the people like your family and friends i guess that support you when you know you miss certain things because you're out training there's a lot of hours that goes into the sport so um yeah it's really important to have those people behind you that um, support you and can understand the hard work that goes into it
1: winning on the world stage is a remarkable achievement and it doesn't come easy and you always need the help of sponsors so who's been supporting you behind the scenes as you lead up to this race?
2: Yeah, I've had um, a lot of support in the lead up to this race. Um, A few people that I would like to give a thank you to. um, RPS Group, Uh, so they've been really great in giving me the support, um, not only financially but also the time away from um, work to pursue my sporting endeavours, so that's been really good. Um, I've also had the support of Catfish uh, Designs Athlete Apparel, Pure Sports Nutrition uh, club line gyms, giant Canberra in Belconnen, um, and then the likes of triathlon ACT and triathlon New Zealand as well.
1: Excellent. Well, it's been great catching up with you and Harrod, and we're all very, very proud of you back here in Canberra. And we look forward to seeing you come back, have a bit of time off, relax, and, and then see you coming out all guns blazing for the, uh, the 2019, 2020 season. Um, have a safe and enjoyable trip back and we'll talk to you soon.
2: Thanks so much, Greg, and thanks for all the support from everyone back home, um, yourself and everyone in triathlon ACT. It's been really, really great.
1: I've got Megan Hall on the line from Lausanne, Switzerland, where she has just come from the ITU World Triathlon Champ. She had a number of athletes racing in both the age group race and also para triathlon. Megan, we'll start off with Anne-Harrod Llewellyn, who has been to World Champs before, had a medal before, and this time she stood up and delivered a gold medal in the 25 to 29 sprint distance. How was that as a coach for you?
3: It was really hard for me, Craig, because um, I was actually in the paratriathlon briefing at the same time as getting updates from Mel um, as to where Anne Harrod was, and I have to say, they, um, there was a, quite a few athletes that were looking at me because there was tears rolling down my eyes <laughs> in the middle of a paratriathlon briefing. <laughs> and they couldn't quite understand why, and I was sitting there saying, she's fast, she's comfort. <laughs> <laughs> but with um, Anne Harrod, we have had um, we had a three-year plan, and we've now got to our th- a third world champs. And um, she actually said to me on the morning when I saw her, she said, this is just not right. I feel so... Um, so relaxed and so calm and i said no because you've done all the hard work in Herod and you know we had a really solid plan in place and she just went out and executed and and um you know deserved the result that she got
1: oh that's so beautiful and it must be it's a big challenge it's hard enough as a coach i think you're more nervous than you ever are as an athlete but to not be even be able to be you know be at the venue but not actually be able to see the race is extremely challenging For Anne Harrod leading up to the race, you know, what were the key things that you focused on this season so she could deliver that gold medal?
3: Well, fortunately for Anne Harrod, she's had the opportunity to go away um, and train in Girona in Spain this year. And then uh, um, she actually got um, invited by a French team, um, a Division 2 French team to race and and um, the, that race actually became a duathlon, but um, Anne Harrod's always you know, been a little bit weaker in the run, and we've worked really hard on um, getting her run up to scratch. And she actually, um, I believe, had the fastest run split in her age group. Um, but she um, actually, in the duathlon, um, had a really stunning race at the um, Division II um, French Grand Prix. And I think that just set her up, her whole mindset up for the, that she was able to come home, you know, really hard even after a hard bike course. So um, we've really worked hard on race week, um, and so being really well planned, you knowing the schedule and knowing her race plan, so just really well prepared um, in that regard. So it just made the week really smooth. She knew what she had to do. Um, and I think we just executed that brilliantly succumb so race day. It was really just knowing the race plan and how she needed to go about it. And as I say, the results show that, um, we got that right.
1: Now I recall racing there in 1998 and I believe your sister was there and you may even been racing as well. It's an extremely challenging bike course. Um, and it really, you know, it delivers the best overall triathlete. You know, for you, how was training or preparing, uh, say, Anne Harrod in Canberra before she went away to Spain, how did that really help set her up for that course?
3: Well, fortunately, in Canberra, obviously, we're really spoilt with training, um, you know, all the different training grounds. We've got some really great um, hills, and it was really about being able to run It was really about being able to be strong um, so you could run solidly off the bike because, yeah, as you said, the brutal, brutal hill here, I think um, 600 metres of climbing for the age groupers and an 8% gradient. um, And you had to be able to get off the bike um, feeling really fatigued and be able to put together a solid, um, in Harrod's case, 5K. So... You know, we've been working on a, a lot on, um, obviously, working in the hills on the bike, um, but also then being able to run off the bike and, um, you know, have have that strength to finish it off. But in the three years I've also worked with Anne Harrod, she's, you know, she used to hold about a 151 average for 100 free, and she's now swimming comfortably down at the 121, so... Um, it's just been a three-year plan that... Um we both spoke about, and it's, I mean, last year she kind of upset the plans, getting a silver medal, (laughs) (laughs) and then we had to reset a little bit for this year, and she did say to me a few weeks ago, you know, what if I don't come first? And I said, well, you can only execute the plan that's in place, and if if you don't come first, then you still produce the race that you needed to, and someone else is just better than you on the day, and I think that's the hardest thing for athletes, is sometimes just knowing that all you have to do is execute your plan that your coach has set out for you and yourself. And sometimes there will always be someone that's better on the day. And sometimes the, those fantastic results come.
1: It's all about controlling the controllables.
3: Absolutely.
1: So for you seeing her, <laughs> did you get an opportunity to see her stand up on the podium on, on Saturday? Uh, was it Friday, Saturday night. And you know, with the silver fern around her, uh, it must be a pretty special moment.
3: Yeah, look, it is a really special moment for her and obviously having some links with New Zealand as well, it was, um, you know, just really, really good to be able to say, um, you know, that I obviously had also helped um, New Zealand get a Gold Age Group medal, so um, I didn't actually get to see her last night, we were in a team function, um, but Mel sent me some great pics of her getting her medal, so... I'll actually send them on to you.
1: Gee, we I think we yeah. might still have Mel still on our payroll. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of text messages <laughs> he sent me and photos, it, it was pretty amazing. You also had two other athletes there. Um, Emily Tapp coming in as a two-time world champion. She'd just finished second at the Tokyo Test event. This course was really going to challenge her with the hills and the technical aspect of the bike course. Um, she came in, obviously, with a good performance in Tokyo, i uh, wh- how, how did that preparation go for her and you know what was she kind of going through on that start line
3: um so yeah we had two weeks ago in tokyo we had obviously an unbelievable race and um being unable to do the swim league, that was a bit of um, a little bit sad for us but um to be able to see the run course and the cycle course was obviously a huge you know, bonus leading into next year. Um, I think there was a, a lot of pressure put on for the Tokyo event. Um, and I think post that, it's a little bit, sometimes can be a little bit hard to come back from. And, um, and then going into sort of a camp environment, I think we just um, lost a little bit of momentum leading into world champs. Um, and yesterday on the start line, oh, look, it's hard coming from uh, being a double world champion because um, whilst, you know, you know you have a plan that you need to go and execute, there's always in the back of the mind that, um, you know, you want to go again for <laughs> the three-peat. And um, I'm not sure that maybe it was all just a little bit too much, um, you know, wanting that third podium and, yeah, it just wasn't quite the day that we were after, but, you know, it's elite racing too and these guys are, um, we're a year out of Tokyo and um, there's some incredible, incredible athletes coming through, so can't not be at the top of your game on race day.
1: So from adversity always comes opportunity, and now she's got that fire in the belly and, and redemption to come back with for next year. So we look forward to seeing her shining in Tokyo next year. We also had Clint Picken, who is um, relatively new to the sport of, of para triathlon. He's making good progress. He finished ninth in the PTS4 category. You know, how was his race?
3: Yeah, well, Clint's... Um... Actually, had a really stunning back end to his race. So he actually did a minute um, twenty run PB yesterday, which, um, off a hard bike course, we were just ecstatic with that. Um, he'd had a couple of little minor technical issues on the bike, so um, he lost a little bit of ground on um, on the cycle, which is usually quite a strong point for him. Um, but you know, those things are just. Um, It's all part of racing, and um, he still was able to get off the bike and run a solid run. So really happy with Clint's progression, and, um, you know, it's just got to keep moving forward to Tokyo. So keep him in that top-ten spot.
1: Megan, thank you very much for your time, and and congratulations on being another world champion coach uh, with Anharad Llewellyn, and, and obviously some great athletes there you're working with. We look forward to seeing how you how Anne Harrod goes forward from here. We also want to, We look forward to seeing uh, how Emily and Clint build up to Tokyo next year and also seeing you continue to progress, grow and transform as a coach. We are so proud of you here in Canberra. Thanks so much for all the amazing work that you do, Megan.
3: Oh, thank you, Craig. Thanks for all the support back home. It's um, obviously incredibly helpful to know that, you know, it's um We have a small team here, but there's even a bigger team around us back home. So it always helps you driving forward. And we are lucky because we have one more World Cup to go to. So we're heading to Spain today. Um, So another chance to turn it around next week. or this next weekend.
1: I'm here with Johan Collin from JT Multisport, And he has just had one massive weekend at the ITU World Champs over there in Lausanne, Switzerland. He did the sprint distance and came fourth on Saturday. And on Sunday, he backed it up with the standard distance triathlon, standing on the podium with a bronze medal in the 2024 category. Johan, what an amazing weekend. How do you feel?
4: Yeah, I feel really satisfied. all oh, it's been such an amazing experience. It was my first overseas um, racing experience. Um, and really just soaking it all in. Um, I had so much fun and it was wonderful having my um, French family come down and watch as well.
1: Beautiful. And, and look, you've come from a Canberra winter where it's been minus degree temperatures and then you've got to travel eight time zones and back it up with two races back to back in the Northern Hemisphere summer. How was your body coping with the changes in, um, in the environment or in the climate?
4: Yeah, it was it was really um, interesting actually because obviously training in Canberra winter really um, kind of lets you know that you really want it and that you really want to do well because it can be really tough to get up in kind of sub zero degree mornings and train. But um, coming over, it was it was so nice. The the jet lag actually wasn't too bad this way, um, but the heat was um, quite a significant change. Um, when we got here, it was, it was nice that it was really sunny and you got the summer vibes. But yeah, it did take a little while to adapt to it.
1: Now that 20 to 24 age group is normally quite an, an aggressive testosterone filled um, group going off the, pot, off the start of the swim. So I think you had a deep water start. What was the swim like there as the hustle and bustle took off as the gun went?
4: Yeah, no, that's exactly right, especially for the sprint um, being draft legal. I think everyone knew that it was pretty crucial to have a good swim and to get into a good bike pack. So um, everyone was kind of um, pretty aggressive in the swim, like pulling legs and um, kind of swimming over each other, like through the boys. But um, once kind of we turned the first boy, it was good to get a bit of clear water and um, kind of make my way through the field and try to play a bit of catch up
1: now it's quite a long transition where did you come coming out of the water what position were you in and how far behind the leaders were you
4: oh i was actually quite a while back i think i lost a lot of time at the start and so i think i ended up around um just over 40 seconds back from the leader in i think ninth place um but thanks to james and um his kind of skill work that he set into our training, um, I was able to gain a few places in transition really quickly and um, get get into a um, better bike pack a bit further up.
1: Now, there's always one or two people that kind of like to sit on the back and enjoy the ride. Was, was everyone working together, or were there were a couple of slackers in your bunch?
4: Well, unfortunately, yeah. That I think that's what um, kind of it's the breaking make or break point of the of the race. Um, Especially this one, there was only three of us working in a pack of about um, 15. Um, and so that was a bit frustrating because there were three up the road that I think we could have definitely caught if everyone um, put in some work. But I think, particularly um, perhaps at an age group level where people aren't as, um, haven't been exposed to as many tactics on the bike and don't have as good bike skills in such a technical course, I think. Um, It kind of really made it hard to use the advantage of having numbers in a bike pack to our advantage
1: now quite a technical and challenging course with with plenty of hills in there did that really suit your style of racing
4: oh yeah absolutely yeah i love i love the hills um being able to kind of attack and shake it up up the hills i think we we were constantly there were four hills in our course for like big major hills and we were always trying to drop people that weren't working on the bike, and I think we ended up being able to um, drop a couple by pushing it up the hills, and then um, thanks to kind of the crits that go on in Canberra and, like, bike skills that um, James has kind of taught all the under-23. Um, and junior squad, it was re- it really helped in the downhills and the technical sections of the course, um, and I think that really helped me in the standard distance as well. Um especially not having a tt bike it was yeah really awesome
1: now onto the run like you you get off the bike it's all chaos with 15 people around you onto the run and you've got this aussie support around there There, there's big crowds what was that energy like as each time you kind of had to attack that hill on the run section
4: oh yeah the, the energy was awesome like everyone was all of Team Australia was cheering all the Aussies and I had my family there that I like really wanted to um, kind of make proud of me and stuff like that so yeah the energy was awesome out there on the run course and it wasn't too hot either so it made the run a little bit more manageable. Um, the hills, one of the hills was pretty brutal I think. Um, <laughs> you'd be going up at it around seven or eight minute k pace for about a good 40 meters but after that, we could recover on the
1: downhill and settle into a better pace. Don't tell your coach that you're recovering on a downhill, mate. You are flatlining it from what I hear. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, let's put it that way.
1: Now, and, and this is on the Saturday, you got the you know, sprint where it's full noise, redlining the whole way, and you're coming down through that finish shoot, um, first time for you in a huge crowd where you've got nationalities, you've got people yelling out, you've got flags waving. What was it like for you to... To sprinting down that finish chute, crossing the line, knowing you were somewhere near, you know, the the medals.
4: Um. Yeah. So for my for the sprint, I um, I I knew that I'd gotten in fourth fourth place and by six seconds. So um, obviously I I was um, it was kind of a bit of a bittersweet moment. Like I knew I'd done all the little things right as um my coach had said, but also like it made me I guess. Um, a little bit hungrier for the next day to try to one-up that and um, have something to take away other than, like, the amazing experience um, from the day. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was an interesting kind of feeling because it was um, – I, I was content, but I wouldn't say I was, like, like fully satisfied with um, how the race had gone um, in terms of how the black pack work together and stuff, particularly in the sprint. So yeah, it made for an interesting standard.
1: Now you're sitting there on Saturday night. You, you're kind of happy. You're kind of pissed off at the same time. The adrenaline's still flowing. Your muscles are, are tight and tired as well, but you've then got to recover and back up the next morning. What was it like to get up in the morning and know you've got a standard distance race to go?
4: Yeah, it actually wasn't too bad. I, I pulled up um, surprisingly well. I made sure I, after the race, I um, the biggest thing for me was not to take the result that I was um, perhaps a little bit disappointed with to heart and then just really kind of shut that out and focused on the next day. Um, and I think I'm really proud of that because um, that resilience isn't something I've always had, so I just did little things like cool down, um, I stretched, I um, had an ice bath, I made sure I got proper sleep, um, all the little things that you can do like even compression and stuff like that, just to um, best recover and best prepare for the next day. And I think it was those little things that paid off in the end.
1: Now in that standard distance race, you know, you're, you're there, the swim is a little bit easier um, because you own 1500 meters. So there, the pace is not quite as on at, at the start. Um, where were you coming out of the water on the swim in the standard distance?
4: So the standard distance was actually, um, my swim was a lot better. Um, It's funny because I came out, I had the the leaders in the spring distance had more of a lead in the swim than the leaders in the standard distance. I think I came out in sixth and I was about 30 seconds back or so. Um, So that uh, made it kind of, it was kind of a better feeling coming out and being like, okay, I've got less to catch up.
1: Excellent. And and now this time, there's no drafting on the bike. You got four laps. You know the course really, really well. Did you find you could really attack the corners and attack the downhills a lot more effectively uh, riding on your own in that standard distance?
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It it made it, um, I think, a, a lot less dangerous in the sense that I didn't always, unlike the sprint where I would always try to be in the front, um, for the technical sections, this time I could really um, not worry as much about the packs surrounding me and people um, potentially inexperienced with less skills, not holding their lines around corners and things like that. And so that definitely made it a lot um, easier um, and less risky in the bike course.
1: Now coming down the finish line, in in your second race of the weekend, you knew what it was all about. Did you know you were? in contention for the middles in that standard distance or was it just like totally focused on I've just got to deliver my performance and I'll worry about the results later?
4: Um it was both. It was definitely both. Um Lasagne had the data sport app and so my family was kind of helping me keep track of where I was and things like that. Um so I had a rough idea of how I was going but um I think that definitely doesn't take away from the fact that at the end of the day you should put in your your best race and your best run because you never know what will happen up, up ahead. Um, and so that's what I did.
0: Now,
1: and claiming that bronze medal and, and last night you got the opportunity to go to the big awards in the closing ceremony and you're standing up there on on the podium and, and you've also got your teammate Grace Hoyting also up on the podium at the same time. That must have been a pretty surreal experience.
4: Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Like... Going up there with kind of a training partner that you have um, spent literally day in, day out with sharing a similar goal and preparing for the event, Um, Grace is a really like a a great role model for me personally. Um, Her sort of attitude and etiquette towards training is something I really look up to. So um, stepping up on that podium with her was um, a really, really special feeling.
1: Excellent. Well, we're so excited for you here in Canberra where everyone's really proud. Everyone's really, you know, pumped up to know that our Canberra athletes are just shining over there in Lausanne and, you know, to get four medals from Canberra and some other top 10 finishers, just phenomenal. And, you know, for you, you've got a great support team around you. You talked about your parents, uh, your family being there. Um, you've also had James Thorpe and Grace Uh, Hoytink who have been coaching you through JT Multisport. Who else was in your support team that really got you through that whole journey leading into World Champs? Um, Well,
4: I actually, so my family, I don't live with my family anymore, so um, it was more the French family that had come over from France that was um, really great in terms of support. I think um, also having um, spent a lot of time with Um, people around my university that kind of have helped me to um, restructure my um, degree in a way that made it more manageable this semester for me to get through my assessments because I'm doing a full-time study load of four subjects whilst um, training. Um, So I think the support of the university really helped. Um, I was able to get a travel grant from them as well. So that was something that um, was obviously super, super beneficial for, for me. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of friends, I have some amazing and super understanding friends around college that would kind of help pick me up um, and lift my mood, say if I had a bad session or would be very understanding if I had to kind of reschedule some sort of um, social event because I had training on and things like that. So that made it the process um, a lot easier.
1: Yo and congratulations on your fine performance of getting both a bronze medal in the standard distance and a fourth in the sprint distance. I enjoy reflecting on what was a great weekend and a great journey leading up to it, and we look forward to seeing you back in Canberra racing this summer.
4: Thank you so much, Craig. Really appreciate it.
1: We're here with Ali Hoytink who has just finished the IT World Triathlon Champs. Well, not quite finished, unfortunately, because she ended up in hospital. Ali, you were in such a great position going um, onto the bike. Tell us how the start of the race went first, and then we'll talk about what happens after that.
5: Yeah, so I was very nervous going into the race. Um, they do the heartbeat music and, you know, they call out your name, so it's all very professional. So. I was quite worried and I, I'd picked my spot on the pontoon and we were about to start and we actually, the buzzer fo- like, was a bit faulty. Um, so when we dove in, we actually didn't hear the buzzer. So some people went and some people didn't. Um, and then we got about sort of 300 metres into the swim before the canoes and everything pulled us back. Uh, so we had to swim back and actually do the, the swim start all over again. So we started the swim twice, um, which, you know, threw a bit of a spanner in the works. But I was happy with my swim. You know, it, it was good. I was in a, in a good position and and came out sort of just just behind the front pack, him, and was about to bridge when when I had a bit of an accident on the hill, which was so disappointing. But yeah, I, I was happy with my swim. So at least we can take some positives out of what happened.
1: And definitely. So you, good swim. You've it's it's quite it's a fairly long transition. Then you're pretty much straight into a hill quite early into the race, aren't you? And and what happened at that moment where, uh, on that first climb?
5: Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're right. It's about sort of a K into the, to the bike course that we go up a, a very steep hill. And, um, I was climbing up the hill and one of the girls behind me had clipped another girl's wheel. Um, and when that happens, you, you know, your first instinct is to sort of get as far away from that person as possible, which she did. And in moving far away from from the other girl, she's just completely um, smacked into me from behind. So unfortunately, I just couldn't even see it coming. You know, I didn't even know what what happened. All of a sudden, I was in the race, and then I was on on the ground. So just yeah, hugely unfortunate. But you know that that's racing, and unfortunately, you, you can't do much about that.
1: Yeah, very very tough. And you, as you say, it is racing. Now you've had a big season. You you come off a, a great third place in the Oceana champs. You've um, a massive learning curve for you. You know you're now based up on the Gold Coast. You've had some really good performances. You're getting some access to some bigger races now around the world. You know what's been the biggest learning curve for you this year?
5: Oh, honestly, I oh, it's, that's a tough question. Try, trying to pick one, but I think the biggest thing for me. Uh, personally, was just the, yeah take every opportunity that that I've been given. I'm really fortunate to be in the position that I'm in, especially being being so young and being expo- exposed to high performance sport and like the support we get over here is just insane. You know, we have physio, doctors, medical staff, coaches. Just the experience, I it's so hard to pick one because you know this whole experience has just been a massive learning curve and. To be honest it's it's you know not really about the race it's just been about you know being a sponge and, and absorbing everything that they have been teaching us so um yeah i'm really fortunate to be in this position
1: it's a great experience for you and and obviously now you know what it's all about when you go into a world championship race as a as a junior uh, versus say being an age grouper uh, which you were last year so a big change a big step up and now you're starting to see a lot more professionalism in the way that you're both training and preparing for races and obviously what happens at the races as well. So what's next for you, Ali?
5: Yeah, so I head to the UK actually today. Um, so I have a race in Birmingham uh, this coming weekend, which will be super exciting. I think that's the um, the championships for, for the UK. Um, and then a week after that, I head to Japan to race Osaka, which would be super exciting uh, and then and then back home and and into a break so three three more weeks of, of tough training and racing and then and then a bit of time off and and reset for my first year of under 23s
1: and how was the shoulder is that recovered well after the crash
5: yeah it's okay a, a few a few bruises it's actually sort of my landed on on my elbow so it's it's pretty sore and a bit bruised but yeah not, not a show stop us so we should be good to go
1: i love the attitude well ali thanks so much for your time and you know we're really proud of everything that you're achieving from everyone back here in canberra and we're, we're sorry to hear that you weren't able to finish world chance but we know there are much bigger and better things coming for for you in the future and we look forward to seeing you racing really well in the uk and japan over the next coming weeks thank you I'm here with Grace Hoytink from JT Multisport. She has just finished racing in the ITU World Triathlon Champs in Lausanne, Switzerland. She claimed a silver medal in the standard distance triathlon for the 20 to 24 category. She is really pumped up and excited after being inside the top 10 the, the previous for three World Championships prior to this, but she finally got on top of that podium with a silver finish. Congratulations, Grace.
6: Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm am absolutely wrapped.
1: <laughs> it was great to, great to see your smile on the videos last night and then the photos. You, tell us about your the lead up to your race and what it was like. You know, sort of traveling that t- eight time zones to get over to Lausanne.
6: Oh, so my 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 lead up to the race was um super super specific. You know, like um. Even down to traveling to to Townsville before the race, um, sort of everything we did in the lead up to Lausanne was was targeted targeted towards Lausanne. So, um, riding hills in Canberra, um, racing racing crits to make sure I had some intensity on the bike, because um, i you know it, we're training in a Australian winter and we're going over to a European summer. So, uh, racing racing in Australia is limited. Um, you know, to, to get ready for these types of races overseas, but we you know I raced I raced crits prior and I and I was able to head over to Townsville to have a good hit out. Um so make sure I was ready.
1: Now you've always been a really strong swimmer. So was there a lot of work done uh on the bike and on the run to ensure that you could take that step up from where you'd been before at the world championship level.
6: Absolutely we've put a we've put a massive focus um both on my um my ride and my run. Ride specifically, obviously, strength work because um it is a weakness of mine. So making sure I was I was really strong, but also um uh, my my skills and how how I rode my bike. So we spent a lot of time on the time trial bike, making sure uh, my position was first of all set up perfectly. My equipment was um the best it absolutely could be, and then also my my technical skills. So making sure that I was um you know gearing when I when I when I needed to and also um
5: yeah really working my
6: descending so that was probably the main focus on um with my riding and then my running we spent ages um on on my technique specifically my my landing um I'm a little bit sick of James saying (laughs) soft on the forefoot hard on the heel uh with my (laughs) with my runnings but um uh, that was something that, you know, during the race, I was able to come back on, on those things that we work on and, and make sure that they were the things that I did really well on the day.
1: Excellent. And you had a really good run time, but we'll we'll talk about that shortly. So going into the race, you're standing on the start line there. What's going through your head knowing that you'd already been <laughs> there before and this was the fourth time and you're in the water ready for that start gun?
6: Um, Oh, this was actually... I even, I even, I even said to James um, beforehand. I was like, I'm not, I'm not nervous, and that, uh, that caused me to be nervous. <laughs> the fact that I, that I wasn't nervous, but I was, um, I was ridiculously calm, which is not, which is not like me because you know this is, um, we'd worked really, really hard on the, on the little things before the race, and in, and in talking to James, um, before, before the race, and in the days leading in, talking about my process, I was just had everything crystal clear in in my head of what I needed to do. So no nerves for me on the day, just I'm gonna take the swim out hard. I'm gonna get to that first boy in the lead and and I'm gonna push, push, push all the way um, to the end.
1: Excellent. So you're out there at the front of the field, in the swim, you come out of the water, uh, lots of cheering I would imagine from the Aussie crowd and also the locals, you're getting onto that bike knowing that you've got some, you got four laps of quite a lot of hills ahead of you. Were you able to kind of really control your pace and tempo at the beginning of the cycle?
6: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was. So I came out of the water um, in, I think, a sec- second or third third position, which, um, you know, I do like to lead swims out. So that in itself had me a little bit like, oh, okay. <laughs> And then James's advice before I before I started the race was specific specifically around my my T1 and T2, and he said to me he said Grace you don't run you sprint, <laughs> <laughs> so I, as soon as I got out of the water I just I started sprinting and I was able to uh, head out onto out of T1 in first position, and then then I just went straight down to my processes so I was straight up into my shoes because there was a climb coming up. So straight into my shoes, I had a gel really early on to prepare myself for the climb because after that, it was a lot of turning and descending. So getting that nutrition in would have been difficult. Um, so straight into my shoes, had my gel. And then on the, up the first climb, I just stayed really, really calm um, because it is, it is tempting to go full gas up the hill, but I just sort of tapped away on it. And then my strength is my, my cornering, my descending, my bike skills. And that's when I really... You know, r- ramped it up. So on the hills, I kept myself really relaxed, and then I, I really worked on my strengths over the bike course.
1: Excellent. Now you come into T2, get into your run gears. You've got 10k ahead of you. Was it at that at that moment? What what are you thinking? Are you like? Are you totally focused on your own race, or you're aware of there are other athletes around you?
6: Uh, no, I was, I was aware I was in second position and also my teammate, um, L and I saw her come into transition and I was also aware that she was in third. So, um, which was actually a pretty cool feeling because you're like, okay, like we've got JTM here, here at, here at two, three. So I'm, I was, I was super stoked for her. Um, but then I was also like focusing on my own race. I was like, okay, I know, a, I know a girl's up a road and I, and I know who's behind me. And, uh, you know, I've, I've watched, um, a medal, at world champs. slipped my grasp on the on the run two times before, <laughs> so I was in very familiar territory. But I just um, again straight back down to my processes. I just tried to find my feet, find a rhythm, and then you know my my in- instructions were to keep myself cool. So at every aid session aid station, I splashed myself with water. So um, I just had this overwhelming sense of of calm. Um, on the race because I just I just knew what I had to do to get to the to the end and put my best race forward. So, um, yeah.
1: It's amazing when it all comes together like that and, and the processes and everything is just working exactly how you like it and your mind's in that flow state. What, was there any sort of signs of doubt at all late in that run or you just stayed in flow the whole way?
6: Um, no, I think I'd be lying if I said I did stay in flow the whole way. <laughs> Um, I got to the 2K two, two mark because what they had is they had um, uh, markers at every, every kilometre, so you knew exactly how far you were into the run. And I, I passed the 2K mark and then I was like, bloody hell, I've got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, starting to feel a bit tired then because, you know, the bike course was really hard and really hilly and the run course itself is really hilly too. And that 2K mark came after a, a, a big hill in the run. So I was like, oh, my goodness. I have to do that again. And then I passed, because they also had marks for the second lap, and I passed the mark that said 7K. And I thought, man, I can't wait to pass that marker when I only have 3K to go. And then I um p- finally did pass that marker, and that was not what I thought when I when I did. When I did pass the 7K mark, I was like, oh, my goodness, there's still 3K to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, I was... um. I was battling out there in the run but I did I just did all those things right like I said to you I just splashed myself with water at every aid station and just kept kept pushing forward
1: Brilliant and and here you are you you know where you're sitting in the race and and you've got plenty of teammates out there who are giving you time checks along the way you've also got a phenomenal sea of green and gold people out there both racing and cheering you on during that that time what was it like in those european crowds with this the home support of the green and gold
6: it was absolutely phenomenal like this this world champs has been the uh had the best atmosphere of all the ones i've raced like there were so many australians over there so at every turn i just had go aussie go aussie um and then you know support from all the other countries too you know saying the same thing go aussie go aussie so it was just a, a phenomenal experience to be cheered on like that.
1: And you, you claim that silver medal and last night you get to stand on the podium. You've also got Johan on the other end of the podium at the same time. You've got your family there. And what an amazing feeling to bring that Australian flag and wrap it around you when you're on the podium.
6: You, you know what? It was, it was everything I thought it would be and more. And to be able to stand up there, you know, with and my teammate like Yo and I see each other every day twice a day sometimes three times a day and we've really ridden the the highs and lows of this this prep together you know we're ridiculously close um so to to both be rewarded for our efforts up there together was just oh man I was so proud of him and I was so proud of everyone at, at, at JT Multisport everyone in Australia so it was just yeah I don't know I can't even describe it to you
5: really
1: and every triathlete has to have a tribe of support around them so who were the key people around you leading up to that race um that really made a difference for you to be able to ensure that you claim that silver medal you were on song on the right day delivering the performance you wanted
6: oh man like i i can't um the first person i have to say would have to be james you know um James James is my my coach, yes, but he's also my partner. So that has its um you know it's it's, its interesting dynamics. Um, but I I wouldn't trust anybody else to get me to that to that start line. He's just been by my side absolutely every step of the way, above and beyond what a what a coach should be. Um, so he's absolutely my my number one. My my parents they're always a source of support for me because um. You know, like I said, James and I are, are partners and have a coach-athlete relationship, so to be able to go to my, my parents as well as another source of support has just been absolutely incredible. And then, like, I can't go past my my, my JT Multisport family either. I'm just so inspired by them every every single day. They make tra- going to training super easy. Um. And that's everyone, like obviously I mentioned Yoan where we're with each other day in, day out. But like, you know, people like J C to watch him cross the line, it's just, just so inspiring, so and incredibly humbling. So when I go to training I've just got these great people around me, um, inspiring me, this absolutely amazing support network. So it's it's really easy when you've got that around you, really.
1: Definitely. All right, now just to wrap up, quick fire, tell us who your sponsors are and and how they're helping you uh, as a triathlete?
6: Oh, so I got a really good relationship with um, Blue Seventy Australia. They they have kitted me out. <laughs> um, so um, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't a wetsuit swim over in Lausanne, But I, I can't I can't go past their their massive help. Um, the Runner Shop in Canberra. I got new shoes for the race, and they were absolutely spectacular no blisters um which is always a bonus in shoes um so they they've been an incredible support support for me and also john from um 513 with all our, our uh jt multisport equipment and race suits and all that so yeah
1: brilliant well congratulations grace on a phenomenal silver medal At the world triathlon champs we look forward to seeing you back in canberra and from everyone here in canberra we are extremely proud of you and the achievements that you have uh, have have taken over the weekend and living your dream so well done congratulations
6: oh thank you thank you so much i really i really appreciate it
1: i'm here with tracy clinch from jt multi-sport And she has just won the gold medal at the ITU World Triathlon Champs standard distance for 30 to 34 over there in Lausanne, Switzerland. Tracy, what an amazing performance you had yesterday.
7: Thanks, Craig. Yeah, it was incredible. It was such an amazing experience and um, just a a great atmosphere there. The the crowds really helped to, to
1: pick you up. And you've come from a Canberra winter, which is which is really challenging when you've got to step up. You've got to go eight time zones away and deal with the Northern Hemisphere summer.
7: Mm, absolutely.
1: And and so you know the race. You you come out of the water around thirteenth, fourteenth position. Was that where you felt you were going to be positioned going into the race?
7: Um. It's always hard to tell with the swim. I I had a really terrible start. I was um yeah, arms and legs pulling me down everywhere. And I just had to kind of steady myself and, and focus. And I thought I was probably a little bit further back than that in the swim as well. So I just had to, yeah, to take it one step at a time and um, just get through the swim and, and knew I could, um, yeah, go to work on the, the bike and in the run.
1: Yeah. Now the bike suits you coming from Canberra. We've got some great hills out the back um, of Canberra. That that course is one of the most challenging ones around the world. How did you find the hill that you had to ride four times?
7: Um, yeah, it was James would have had me so well for the hills. Um, I must say I, I felt pretty good going up the hills. Uh, my concern was definitely descent on a few of them that were a bit steep, <laughs> but um, yeah, there was a couple of corners which were a bit sketchy for some people um, but no I, was, I felt really good on the hills and I was surprised it didn't um, cook my legs too much out there, but definitely the preparation in Canberra. I spent hours climbing hills there, definitely made a difference.
1: Now, I don't think your legs were too cooked for the run because a 37 minute 10K on any course is impressive. And I think the closest <laughs> person was maybe three, three minutes or so away from you. Um, mm. Being on that course where you don't know where you really sit with inside your category, how, how did you approach that run?
7: Oh, yeah, good question. I um, went as hard as I could. I, and it is tricky to tell where you're placed and um, knowing you've got to do the two laps. So I went out pretty hard out of transition and looked at the watch and thought, oh, jeez, maybe back off a little bit. But when you're feeling good, you kind of just roll with it. Uh, there were some challenging hills in there. There was very steep going up to the top of the Olympic Museum. A lot of people walking up there. And then certainly the descent through there was a bit windy. Um, it may have helped with the flat then feeling a lot more comfortable because I yeah, felt really good running on the flats, and, and the last two Ks I, I felt still pretty good on the, on the run into the finish line.
1: Excellent. Now, there is no better feeling than going down the finish chute at any race, but being at World Championships where you've got thousands of people lining the course, what was that experience like?
7: Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, I think I've managed to, to get a smile on the, the carpet this time. Usually it's um, <laughs> a, bit of a serious face as I'm running down. But just to, to take a moment and take it all in, it was incredible.
1: Now, you're, you're not just there as part of JT Multisport or Triathlon ACT. You're, you're wearing the green and gold of Triathlon Australia. What was it like to be part of, you know, 300-odd-plus crazy Australian triathletes <laughs> that are focused on themselves but also there for a great team environment?
7: Yeah, it was lovely and, and really great to have the support out on course and people that are um, the Aussies you're going past or that are passing you, giving you a bit of um, cheer on and obviously everyone in the crowd yelling out. It, it was amazing, yeah.
1: Now, you've only been in the sport for, what is it, two years?
7: Oh, one. Yeah, I started last last June. I changed over to do triathlon.
1: Wow. That's incredible. One year and you're a champion of the world. Wow.
7: Mm, yeah.
1: Has it sunk yet? <laughs>
7: Not really, no. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a long wait yesterday as well because our results, um, they took some time to come up and um, they originally had me in second um, when they did come through and, you know, I was, I was pretty happy with second. I thought if I could get in the top three, I would be pretty happy with that result. Um, and then I think the girl that actually came in first had gone off in an earlier swim in the, the wave um, ahead of us. so yeah, finally found out two hours later that I'd won. So it was a, a nice feeling after.
1: I bet, I bet. Now, I saw the video of yourself and Grace and Johan uh, at, there at the ceremony last night. And, and I would say you probably had a couple of orange juices by that time as well. Yeah. Uh, pretty amazing to have all that Australian support when you're standing up on the podium. What was it like for you?
7: Yeah, it was amazing. It was lovely to share the experience with those guys and you know, you'd train with them and... I'd love to see everyone do really well with it. Um, yeah, really good just to have the, the team over here. It was great.
1: And, you know, you'll build up, you know, you're you a physio, so you've got a fairly busy schedule, busy life yourself. How are you fitting, how are you managing your training around work life and, and I'm, I presume you have a social life as well?
7: <laughs> uh, the social life probably doesn't exist as much. Um, I think that comes with training. You You spend a lot of time with the the guys who train with, they become um, part of the social life. But, um, yeah, work was really flexible for me. My boss is very supportive. So I probably cut back my hours a little bit over the last couple of months and um, was able to fit in some swims at lunchtime just to break it up so I wasn't training too late at night. Um, so certainly the early morning starts and then trying to get something in middle of the day.
1: Now, triathlon is an, a, a, definitely an individual sport, but there is a massive team behind every individual. So what is your support team made up of?
7: Yeah, there certainly is. There's a lot of people that help the the process. Um, My partner, Matt, he's been over here with me. Um, He's been playing taxi, driving me around, and um, that's been incredible. Taking a lot of the pressure off with me having to navigate the road systems and getting my head around being on the opposite side of the road. My family's all based in WA, so my mum and auntie made the trip over, so they arrived um the evening before the race. Um, so that was incredible to see them there. Yeah.
1: And then obviously you got James as a coach. Um you know how yeah, big an impact and... has he had on, on your on your development as a triathlete.
7: Oh, absolutely. Um yeah, they've been incredible. The oh just to work through the training, um, touch base constantly with how you're feeling, checking in, just the gradual build into it to make sure you're not burning out, um, managing injuries. Yeah, he he does a very, very good job.
1: Now, do you have any sponsors that uh, support you with either products or or physio <laughs> or <laughs> other products to keep you going?
7: No, no, I don't. Um, work, definitely. I get some, some treatments there, so they help me along the way. Um, but otherwise, no, that's all.
1: Well, if there's any products or suppliers or companies out there, here's a, a great ambassador for you. One year in the sport of triathlon, produces a world championship gold medal, and um, just so humble about the achievement that you've just um, been able to do there in in Lausanne, Switzerland. So Tracy, congratulations from everyone here in Canberra, um, from the whole team at Triathlon ACT and all the members and other people inside our community. We congratulate you and are extremely proud of what you've just achieved um, yesterday.
7: Oh, thanks, Craig. It's great to talk to you.
1: We're here with James Thorpe from JT Multisport, and he has just excelled to a a whole new level as a coach over the last weekend with one, two, three medals. He's also had a couple of fourth placings and... Uh, and also some top 10s. So what an, a fantastic achievement. You must be really proud, James.
8: Thanks, Craig. Yeah, I am really proud. Um, it couldn't be more deserved to, to the athletes who, who raced on the weekend. Um, they all work extremely hard day in, day out. So to see them um, cross that finish line, um, all, of them, all of them really happy with their result, and to see a few of them up on there on the podium at a World Championships was really special.
1: Yeah, now you've come from the the brutal arctic climates of Canberra winter and you've got to take them there across eight time zones and into the northern hemisphere summer you know what were the biggest challenges for you and the build-up to the world champs
8: yeah you're exactly right training in Canberra over the winter uh, to come over to Europe for the summer is does have its challenges uh, there are a few things we we did to try to uh, give our athletes the best chance of performing well in the day one of the biggest things was making sure we managed our sleep patterns so Um, just just making sure we got our body clocks in sync with the local time in Lausanne in Switzerland nice and early so that once we hit the ground um, we were able to get straight into some training here. Uh, Most of the team arrived about a week before the race so we didn't have a massive um, prep in Europe um, but we did make sure that in the weeks leading up to the race we started looking at what we were doing with our sleep um, doing some really specific sessions so some like swim to bike bricks, making sure that the guys were really ready for the, the higher intensity racing. Um, and then just knowing that their fitness was there, that no matter what the conditions were and no matter what was thrown at them on race day, they were ready to go.
1: Now, as a coach, it can be more daunting and more nervous than the, than actually being an athlete when you're standing on the on the sidelines watching, you know, and you've got, your, their performance is totally out of your control. So what was it like for you being there, watching the athletes get up on the start line and um, take on the course and the, and the rest of the world.
8: <laughs> you are exactly right. I think uh, being a coach is quite stressful. It is completely out of control as opposed to racing the race yourself. Um, I think for me, for this race, personally, I, I felt a little bit of calm, which probably more so than I have in, in um, other races throughout the year. And and particu- that's probably particularly strange being a world championships, but I, I think I, I did have the confidence in all of our athletes they were really well prepared for this we it was a race that we targeted kind of as a squad um from a a few months out or or even probably a year out so i knew they were all well prepared they all um they were all really confident in themselves and, and knew that they could problem solve on race day so that kind of helped me uh stay a little bit more relaxed probably more so than i have done in the past
1: Yeah, brilliant. And you're also there capturing the moments um, on Facebook Live and and sending through feedback. So we really appreciate that. You know, must be pretty amazing when you're getting support back from Canberra that you're receiving there on the the start line or out on the course while the athletes are going. That's pretty incredible.
8: Yeah, and I think that's uh, one of the special things about technology is that you can be standing there in Switzerland um, live streaming a race just from your mobile phone. And you've got a whole squad of athletes back in Canberra and, and also people outside of the squad who are sending messages as the race is happening. Um, that's I've only done that once or twice before, but to be able to do it across a, a number of races and for a, a little bit longer than we have before, was, it was actually really cool to see that. And it did allow some, um, uh, yeah, like I said, people back in Canberra um, to be able to see what was happening there. And also the support that, that those athletes had was really phenomenal.
1: Excellent. Now talk us through, you've got on, on Saturday, you had the sprint distance, you've got, um, a number of competitors out there, but let's talk about those that are kind of right up there in the, you know, close to that podium, you've got Johan racing. Um, he was backing up on Sunday as well. So, you know, what were kind of the big approach for you with Johan knowing that he would have two races, but he's trying to deliver his best performance on both days.
8: Yeah, you're right. So we had we did have Yohan race the sprint distance on Saturday, backing up to do the standard on Sunday, and we also had Tracy Clinch and Ellen Gine race the standard distance race yesterday on Sunday, who are backing up in Nice in in five or six days' time. So the recovery for those athletes is really important. Um, all three of them are, are really professional in what they do, and and they were right on top of it. So that, for instance, Yohan on his on his sprint distance race on Saturday, he he'd come across the line first thing he did was start making sure he was on top of his nutrition, refueling so his body could recover, he's into the ice bath, going for a cool down jog, um, making sure that he's tackling his range of motions, um, just so that he can get his body right for the next day. And then it's also the little things like any blisters he, he had on his feet from Saturday, he's making sure that he had, had them taped or his shoes were prepared so that, um, racing the following day he was um he was going to make sure that he was ready to go same thing for tracy and ellen so that they they both finished their race um both in the top four again and they've and obviously tracy winning the world championship but their first thought then was okay that's a job done and now we're on to next week
1: excellent and and grace uh you know finishes second she has a cracking performance um, she'd finished in the top 10 three times before, I believe, at World Championships, but she finally cracked the podium. Um, just did a massive achievement for her uh, against a, a high-quality field, um, and the girl that beat her just blitzed the field in the, uh, in the cycle. So a great performance by her. You know, For you, how, what, what sort of emotions were going through your head as you're watching her race and then knowing that she's in that top three position going into the finish line?
8: Well, yeah, you're right. So she, this was her fourth World Championships. She'd had three top ten finishes um, before last year on the Gold Coast. I was coaching her last year. She got off the bike on in the top three um, and was run down by two girls. She's also um, been run down for the for the bronze medal position in the last kilometer of the race previously. So she's been very close to getting a medal, um, and it's something that she's worked really hard for. So. Yesterday it was it was actually quite tough to follow the um the position they were they were in the field. Uh, like you said, there was there was one athlete who was just a super strong cyclist down in front. But from what we could tell, it looked like Grace was in second position, and she she came out of transition, ran really well. Um, and to see her cross the line, she had her family there, um, both her parents, her sister, um, and also some extended family there. So for her to get a medal in front of them was really special.
1: Now you're working with Tracy Clench, and she has only been doing triathlon for one year and she steps up and delivers a phenomenal performance with a run that would have probably won some of the men's races Uh, (laughs) must have been incredible just to see her whole journey that last this whole last year you know what have been the key things you're focused on with her that have really made the difference that allowed her to win that gold medal
8: yeah you're exactly right she her run yesterday was phenomenal she actually outran the entire women's field by 40 seconds so wow. it was a really tough course and she's run sub 38 minutes for 10k on probably one of the toughest run courses that, I, that we've seen um for her the biggest things like you said she, she's only been doing triathlon for a short time she's obviously extremely powerful very strong and and really fit the biggest things for her have been skill development so the the course on on the weekend in the was quite technical. There are quite a lot of climbs, a lot of descending, and and some tricky corners um, as you came down a descent. So, for the last uh, the last six months, uh, last four or five months probably for Tracy since she raced I'm in uh, Australia, we've put a massive focus on her skills on the bike, and and I'm sure she'll probably agree that she's um, sick of hearing me talk about her descending and her skills on the bike. That's uh, that's probably been the biggest thing. And, and then the, the little things like her transitions. Uh, I think that was actually, she was probably more excited about her um, her split in transition and having, I think she had the fastest uh, T1 for her, her, her age with her category. And I think she was probably more excited about that than she was about actually winning the medal when she came across. So it's just those little things and making sure that, that she's working on her skills that have really made the difference for her.
1: Now you got a, you got a one, a two and a three yesterday. Uh, you also had some other athletes racing. John Cartwright uh, came a cropper out there on the bike course. Um, just amazing to see that mental fortitude for him to, to get back up and finish the race, um, battled and bruised.
8: Yeah, that was incredible. So he was quite unlucky on the bike course. He had a he had a, a little bit of an unfortunate incident where I think he's he's clipped. Actually, he's gone to avoid the wheel of another competitor and he's hit a, a kind of a medium strip of the road. Um, and gone down and he obviously didn't know it at the time, he had a sneaking suspicion but he's um, really badly fractured his clavicle so broke his collarbone. Um, he, he actually did it, uh, he had 8Ks to go on the bike when, it, when he came down and in typical John Cartwright fashion he grabbed his bike and started running in his bike shoes so that he could get to transition um, just so that he could try to finish the race. It had been a lifelong goal of his to, to wear the green and gold and it was the first time he, he was doing that so there was nothing that was going to stop him from um, making that finish line. Thankfully he was able to get back onto his bike, ride it into T, T2, um, all with a broken collarbone. He came out of transition and there was a sweeper. Obviously he'd spent quite a bit of time trying to um, get himself organized and unfortunately for him, he was one of the later waves, uh, in the day. So he started, uh, started quite late. He was in the heat and he also had the added pressure of having a sweeper van, uh, coming through the back of the course. So I, I haven't seen anything quite like it. I I can't believe that he's finished and it's a full credit to, to him. He's a very, very tough guy.
1: Excellent. So an outstanding performance from JT Multisport, what's next for the club and for you as a coach?
8: Uh, so we're actually headed back to, to Canberra today. Grace and I are headed back to Canberra. A couple of the other guys are having a week or two off. Obviously, Tracy and Ellen are off to race 70.3 Worlds uh, next weekend in Nice. As a squad, we're now getting prepared for, for the domestic season. Obviously, we've got the uh, triathlon ACT duathlon coming up, so we'll try to get out, out there in force. Um, and we're also, we've also got some juniors um, waiting on, on the season for uh, the Australian junior season. And then um, a, few, a few of the guys who race here, I think Grace, Grace Yeo and, and possibly Tracy, will then look to do some, some non-draft and some ITU pro races. So um, that'll be the next step, step for them. Um, and, and, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to, obviously, the, the domestic season and then hopefully next year bigger and better um, in Edmonton.
1: Well, congratulations. You know, you're now a world champion coach and uh, you had some great performances and we're all very very proud of you back here in canberra and it's been great watching your journey as a coach and we look forward to seeing how you continue to improve and grow and transform your coaching and really make a difference to a lot of people in the future thanks very much craig really appreciate it amazing to listen to our athletes who perform so well at the it World triathlon champs in lusanne I'm so excited. You can feel the energy in my voice, I'm sure. Now, heading on from here this coming week, we've got the ACT Dual Champs on Saturday 14th of September. Entries close today, so that is September the 10th at midnight. Make sure you get in there online. You can do late entries on the day, uh, but preferably get in there early if you can. Uh, So we've also got the AGM next week so that's Wednesday the 18th of September and that's at Canberra Southern Cross Club at 6 p.m. You can get your nominations in online, so check that out on the news page on the front of the triathlonact.com.au website. We're, We're looking for new board members. It's your chance to give back to the sport and also come along because we have an opportunity to share with you what's happening in the sport and give you an opportunity to ask questions to the board and other general items. We'll leave it at that for this week. So thanks for listening. We look forward to speaking with you again in two weeks' time for Episode 9. This is the Triathlon ACT Podcast. We're here for you, the triathlon community of Canberra.
0: Be a part of the triathlon ACT community by visiting www.triathlonact.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast, we encourage you to share it on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. We would love to hear from you, so please feel free to contact Craig or Emily at director at with your feedback, questions and suggestions. Be sure to check out the next episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast.